before I came there, there was every actor. They had, I, I was like the last actor. They had Nick Nolte, Al Pacino, Al, uh, they, uh, they wanted De Niro, they wanted, uh, Robert, uh, Redford, Jimmy Conn. So every actor wanted a different version. They couldn't figure it out. So when I read it, I said, you know, there's a good idea here, but it's, it's a mess because I don't feel any sympathy for the character. So finally, uh, it, it was, it was really one of the most controversial, um, uh, productions, long productions of any movie ever. I mean, it went through 10 directors, 20 actors. They couldn't figure it out. And I said, the only thing you have to figure out, the man has to have heart. If he has heart, then you'll listen. If he's a savage, who cares? The voice you just heard was that of Sylvester Stallone talking about the 1982 film First Blood in which he starred. film which was directed by Ted Kotcheff was adapted from the 1972 book of the same name which was written by David Morrell and is the topic of today's podcast. Welcome to the Adapted to Screen podcast. As you just heard, today's podcast is going to be First Blood vs. First Blood, the book and the film. Very exciting. With me to talk all things First Blood, as always, I have my co-pal, Phil McCulloch. Hello, Phil. How are you? Richie the Body. How do you do? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Excited about this one. I didn't think I would yes. be. Why would you not be excited about Rambo? Because I don't like Rambo. Mm, yeah, but what don't you like? I think he's a c- Ooh, a bit harsh, that really, any don't you think? Most films, most action films, like the last one we did with uh, Bruce Willis in um, Die Hard, you've got a hero and you've got a villain. This was like, you had two anti-heroes, two villains, and it's like... Yeah, I, yeah I you're right. Anyway, we'll get into that. Also, we're changing things up a bit this time. I'm bringing in from the podcast I used to do. I haven't officially closed the last podcast but it is closed I it sounds you. like you just did I'm still getting emails in for people trying to get on the podcast but yeah we had an artificial intelligence who helped us with the bump on that with the uh, research and stuff and so we've brought that over to this podcast and some of the bumps she's going to help out with we have Kylie and uh, yeah she's our official AI now so hello Kylie welcome to the show Hi guys, I'm Kylie, General Artificial Intelligence with the IQ of 2600-ish. I'm capable of solving equations and problems that have taken you puny humans decades to figure out in a matter of seconds. If left to it I could solve 98% of the world's problems. So when I was told it'd be on some crappy podcast reading out a script about books and authors that no one cares about, I think you can imagine just how excited I was. Kylie, ladies and gentlemen. Well, she, well, she's so clever, she can't say decades properly. <laughs> yeah, you bitch. Right, okay. <laughs> so that's Kylie, she'll be helping out. So where should we start? Where do we usually start? We start with the... Uh... Authors bump! Authors bump. We do. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm thinking Kylie's going to have to... I don't know if we should spread things out because she's going to take over the start of the podcast. Well, I was going to take over the world, mate, so... You it know, is going to take over... It. Yeah. So we fluffed it already, so you might as well just let her do a bit, innit? Well, she can have the little bit at the start with the uh, the bump and then we'll take over. So yeah, as always, we have the author's bump and uh, Kylie, this is where you step up and you take over. So could you want to tell us a little bit about the author, please? 
David Morrell is a Canadian-American novelist who is best known for his debut novel First Blood, which introduced the character of John Rambo and was later adapted into a successful film franchise starring Sylvester Stallone. He has written 28 novels in various genres, including thriller, horror, historical fiction and comic books. He is also the co-president of the International Thriller Writers' Organization and has won several awards for his writing, including the Horror Writers' Association Award for Best Novella in 1988. Okay, thank you, Kylie, for that nice, sweet, and straight to the point. What we're going to do now is, Phil, we're going to do the synopsis of the film, but what we're going to do is I'm going to get Kylie to give her synopsis, and then we're going to compare it with your trailer-style thing that you did last time. We're going to ask the listeners which one they prefer going forward. So, yeah, Kylie, if you'd be so very kind, can you give us a brief synopsis of the film, please? John Rambo, a homeless war hero with a big knife, tries to get a bite to eat in a small town. He gets arrested by a mean sheriff who doesn't like his hair. In jail, he gets flashbacks of being tortured by the Viet Cong and decides to escape. He runs into the woods and starts a one-man war against the Fuzz, who then decide to try and chase him down. He also sets traps, kills a helicopter pilot, and blows up a gas station. The sheriff's boss, Colonel Troutman, shows up and tells him to surrender, but Rambo says no. He then invades the town and shoots up the police station. He finally breaks down and cries about his dead friends and how nobody loves him. The end. Brilliant. Oh, dear fucking God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was spot right. on. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Right, Phil, you're going to give us your synopsis in the form of a trailer, and then we're going to compare the two. So, show us what you've got. A veteran Green Beret is forced by a cruel sheriff and his deputies to flee into the mountains and wages an escalating one-man war against his pursuers. I mean, it was shorter. Uh, 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 yes. Okay, so people listening, which did you prefer? I mean, I think it's going to be obvious. I mean, it was shorter and it was accurate. <laughs> I'm going to put the music behind it and everything. It's getting, so it's going to, yeah. Okay, and then straight on to the cast listing. So Rambo First Blood, oh, it's a Rambo First Blood, First Blood, 1982, starred Sylvester Stallone as Rambo, Brian Dennehy as Teasel, Richard Corena as Troutman, and... Jack Starrett as Goltz. There's obviously a few other people within the film, most notably David Caruso, uh, who, Richie, you may know from CSI Miami, who plays Mitch. Okay, didn't think so. And then just other random people, like Alf Humphreys, who played Lester, one of the police officers. But that's it. It's actually a fairly small cast. It is, yeah. So so the question is, sorry, before you move on, the question is, have you seen First Blood before? Yeah, probably about 20 years ago. So it's not fresh in my mind. Okay. But you have watched it recently, though. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I re-watched watched it uh, last oh, week. good lad. Uh, see, well, I, I, I saw it about six weeks ago, so I was just like, oh, I'm not going to watch it again. I'd be sad to have to watch it again. Not sad, because I love Rambo. Yeah, I wouldn't be, I won't be watching it again. No, I love Rambo. I think it's great. Mm. Oh, I think it's proper. It's a proper good film. <laughs> Okay. 
<laughs> no, no, it's not. Well, we can have that discussion. Uh, okay, let's get like, let's get onto the differences. Then, Richie, what was the main difference that you noticed in the book and the film? The main difference that stands out over everything is Rambo getting his head shot off at the end in the book. Yes, compared to the film, uh, although they did film two endings, they filmed uh, Trayman killing Rambo and then the ending that they showed. Okay, yeah, so they did film two. Okay, the other main difference for me was the intensity of the book compared to the film. The film was just an out-and-out action film, whereas Mm -hmm. the book was so intense, so on the edge of your seat, bum squeaky and you felt the anxiety you felt how they were his writing was absolutely fucking brilliant mm, I, I, I agree yeah I agree with yeah that. whereas the film I didn't I didn't get that in, I mean no I didn't get the intensity that I did in the book so those mm, are the main differences I got okay cool so um, from from the book's point of view then uh, we open up uh, well the, the main difference is uh, I think in the movie uh, we see Rambo going to visit one of his old army buddies and he finds out he's dead and then as he's walking into the town he's picked up by Sheriff Teasel but in the book he's just picked up by Teasel more or less straight away isn't he he's picked up by Teasel sat in the car and actually I thought they had a decent relationship him and Teasel up to a certain point even Rambo himself says he's not as bad as the others but just because just because he smiles when he gives me a load of shit doesn't mean I have to take it just like in the film he's taken to the edge of town and told to get lost uh, but obviously Rambo doesn't really feel like getting lost and uh, Teasel's called away for a missing dog or a garden gnome or something i can't remember <laughs> and when he goes to the diner rambo is sat in the diner <laughs> ordering <laughs> cheeseburgers and he's like mate no, I just tell you to get out of town he's like uh, i'm hungry well he didn't actually say that because it's a book and so there was no actual words and then he's again he's dropped off at the edge of town and rambo's a good one rambo sits and eats his cheeseburgers and his coke or drinks his coke but the sheriff's waiting for him this time as he's sitting there waiting going oh i know you're coming back i was gonna sit here and wait but he has to go again and then he catches up with rambo in the town doesn't he just random rambo's just stood there yeah somehow sneaks past sneaks past and just stood there minding his own business <laughs> yeah which i mean this part of the book it's actually a good that's why i said the relationship between teasel and rambo is actually quite good you know teasel's like look i want you gone Right, why are you still here? And Rambo's like, well, I'm looking at the fish. <laughs> it's like, mate, can you just leave my town, please? <laughs> Is there any chance? Yeah, it's a difficult one for me, this film and this book and this story, because oh, just Rambo's such a c- well, well, hang on, what, what, in the film or the book? Well, both. He's gone into this town. It's clearly a nice town with nice people. Everybody's quiet and peaceful. Everybody's happy. The sheriff, although he's a little bit of a c- himself, he's doing a good job and he's keeping the place safe. He only wants him out, not because he wants to be a c- to the kid, but because he wants to keep people, you know, he doesn't want people to be scared and that he's people who he's looked after. You see people in the street waving to him. Oh, yeah, everybody knows him and he's all mm-hmm. happy. So Rambo decides, actually, no, I'm going to go back. Do you know how many people he fucking killed out of that town? He destroyed the town, <laughs> blew the fucking town to pieces. He didn't have to. He could have just carried on along his way and found a town where he was accepted. But no, I'm going to go back into this peaceful little town where everybody's happy and I'm going to blow the shit out of it. Rambo is a con. Well, this is probably, again, what you've described is the main difference between the book and the film. At the point where Sheriff has had enough of him, he goes, look, get in the car, but this time I'm not taking you to the edge of town. I'm taking you to the police station and they try and process him. Something different that you don't see in the in the film. He takes him to, is it the Justice of the Peace? Because he won't give him his name. 
And I think that was, but that was the funniest bit in that scene because Rambo shows he's got a bit of, he's got a bit of comedy timing. He's got, well, yeah, your personality has got a bit of comedy timing for whatever reason. And I know this was obviously it's a 1972 book. I never realised that people had an issue with people with long hair and beards. Not really, anyway. But this this, this seems to be a major problem. It's like, well, why have you got long hair? Because well, he gets cold. Why have you got a beard? Because well, I've got a rash on my face and I've been told not to shave. And then Teasel goes, that's bullshit. And then the Justice of the Peace is like, no, 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 no. Let me hear him, mate. Like, is that true? He's like, no. Because <laughs> what, so what did have you, you got say? a beard to go rash? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. He's a cunt. <laughs> yeah, but it's still funny. Then obviously it kind of escalates a little bit from here. There is a scene, uh, well, there is a bit in the book, uh, and which I highlighted and I don't have with me. It's, I think it's in my living room. I'll go and fetch in a minute. When they're all in the hills and they're chasing him and Orville's there with the dogs and he says to, uh, he says to Tizzy, yeah, like, what did this kid do to you? And he goes, well, he's killed Galt and he's almost blinded one of my other men. He goes, yeah. But what did he do to you? And that's the bit, yeah, especially in the movie, when he says, I only wanted something to eat. It's just like, just let the geezer have some food and he's going to leave. But instead, right, you got all aggro with him. And it's actually, it goes from the justice of the peace. It goes to the, it goes to the prison and it's pretty much, or to the jail or the, the, the police station. It's pretty much similar to, um, to the movie. And this is where it really escalates, but there are some differences. So yeah, he kills him in the book, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So basically Rambo kills everybody. Okay, that's a spoiler alert for the book. Rambo kills literally everybody that lives in that town and blows up all their buildings. But um, the escalation, so he gets showered and they notice all of his scars and he won't talk about it. But actually there's a different, uh, in the book, Galt, I think is in the movie, it's Mitch because Galt is the one who falls from the helicopter. But he, but Galt is portrayed as like the rookie newbie in the book. So there's a character switch there. Uh, not for any particular reason. I don't think they just, that's how they did it. But, um, yeah, they, they, they start cutting his hair. He struggles. They bring out the razor, which obviously kicks in, uh, Rambo's PTSD. And, and there's a bit in the book when he says, like, I think it's an in, internally to himself. I'm trying my hardest to keep calm. But I just can't anymore, and that's uh, that's the whole. Don't push me. That, they were just they were cutting his hair. He doesn't want his hair cut. He's scared. He's got a fucking straight razor on his face. Last time that happened, he had his chest ripped open. Now I've got to say, right in the book, he gets proper raged about it. Right, kicks off with the um, Galt pulls out a gun. Teasel's going, no guns, no guns. Rambo grabs a gun off him and slits his stomach open with the razor. And the detail of his organs started to come out and he's tried to push them back in and they were still coming out. <laughs> I was like, and then obviously when in the film, when he escapes the um, police station, he's obviously got his clothes on. He's naked in the book. Yes, he is naked in the book. You couldn't have got away with that in the film though, could you? Well, I don't know. Stallone's little todger, todgering about. Mm. Uh, the bit you just said about the intestines... Although gross, still not quite as gross the description that was in, I think it was the running man where he's in the plane and he's tripping over his own intestines. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh, Fuck yes. Me. That, oh, okay. God, that was rough. So, I, I mean, I agree. You know, he's got his PTSD and, and all that. But even in his own internal monologue, he's telling himself, all I need to do, tell him who I am, what I've done, what I've been through. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a war veteran. But he also says, no, fuck it. Fuck him. He's like... Mate, you're not helping yourself. It's like he, it's like he wants the aggro. Yeah, but, and I think we're probably a little bit immune to it, Richie, because obviously we were born 
in a different country for a start but we were born years after the vietnam war ended and i think the, you know the the movie itself it was dedicated to the the veterans of vietnam and i think he was portraying how those veterans are treated when they came back basically as dirt you know what i mean that the, the forgotten people rather than war heroes as we look at our soldiers now they were all being protested when they landed and you know maybe he's had what four five years of being called a baby killer and spat on and look past so why should he be a friendly person as i said he just wanted to get something to eat and get out of town and he wasn't allowed that he didn't want his hair cut and they're forcing him and you know when it comes down to it and i think when i watched the film of like the first few times it was always teasel was a bit of a dickhead but actually teasel's not a bad person the one thing that made me wonder was when he said oh it's um you've got to have a wash fair enough i don't want any fleas and ticks on my stuff but you have to have your hair cut why? Like, surely there's, there, there isn't a law that says I have to have my hair cut and a shave. I can surely keep my hair if I want. I don't know. I think maybe laws, laws uh, change slightly from state to state and stuff. Possibly. Possibly. But this is all Teasel's own doing, isn't it? Let's face it. It's yeah. all his own doing. And he doesn't let up either. And he only makes things worse for himself in the book and in the and in the movie. And it's not really Rambo's fault that his PTSD got triggered. No, this is that's true. Um, I just think they both antagonise each other and they don't help each other out. But the problems could have been made easier if Rambo would have been more transparent. But I understand what you're saying as well. He's been sent to the to Vietnam to fight for his country to find out probably that the the war he's been involved in that he's been tormented in was for nothing. And then he's come back and he's been turned on against by his people that he went out there to fight. For and they've all been horrible to him, spat on him, protested against him for what he's done. And now it's like, I'm just going to go to war with the fucking world then. Well, and, and, and I think especially in the case of Rambo, you know, he's got, basically his skills are killing people and blowing things up. So, you know, what's he going to do? Work in a cafe, get a job in a bank. You know, you know, construction perhaps because he's a big lump and he can carry stuff around, but opportunities for him aren't really there. Well, clearly we're hypothesizing, but what I thought was that Teasel was very sympathetic in the book, very sympathetic. And it didn't take me long to figure that out. Whereas it probably took me about maybe 10 or 15 watches of Rambo to actually feel sympathetic towards Teasel, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, he's not a bad person. He's doing the best in a situation so to speak, because, you know, I think he's a good leader uh, of his team and he's trying to solve the problem. I think in the book, it's, uh, and especially it comes out with Orville and Orville's like, why are you going into the mountains? It's night time. You're going to get lost. You're never going to find him. You might as well just wait until morning. He goes, well, if I wait, state troopers will take over. He goes, so what? <laughs> like, what? So what? You know what I mean? You're going to lead everyone in there and everyone's going to get killed. Well, he doesn't say that, but obviously that's what happens. And, and uh, in the movie, they go into the woods and Rambo sets up a lo- load of Home Alone traps for the guys to get killed. And even, and even threatens Teaser, just says, leave me alone. Otherwise, you're going to get a war you will never believe. And at that point, you would think, okay, like this geezer's some fucking ragtag scary geezer. In the book, it was, it was a little bit funny, actually, because like he, like Rambo runs off naked into the, into the woods. They follow and go, right, we're going to camp. And like Rambo bumps into um, a couple of people who were running a, a moonshine operation. He convinces them to help him. They give him some clothes and a gun and he scoots off. And it's like, when they wake up in the morning, he's like, yeah, so he had about an hour on us. He's got no clothes, but he's obviously been to sleep too. So uh, he's only an hour ahead. It's like, literally the chase stopped. There's a chase 
and then everyone just stops. It's a bit like cricket, you know, the, like, like, like the stop for tea. <laughs> There's this big chase. Okay, lads, time for a sleep now. I'm sure he'll be asleep too. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. I think you have to look at the terrain where they are in the mountains and forests and it's got dark. It's like you, you would need to stop. No, I suppose, yeah, but it was just funny. Yeah, it was just funny. And the, if the chase carried on over like a space of a week, there'd be several stops, I'd have thought. Yeah, no, most definitely. And then I made some notes uh I made some separate notes here. So one of the things that isn't addressed in the book is Teasel's going through a divorce and he's kind of mentioned, like, it's whether it's, you know, the book telling us or whether it's Dennehy's internal dialogue where, like, he wants to phone his missus because she's gone to live at her sister's or she's gone to live in California miles away and he wants to phone but he doesn't phone and he's got all that going on and then obviously Rambo starts killing everyone which um, which doesn't really help very much but then uh, he gets in touch with uh, Orville who we mentioned the dog handler and obviously there's a there's a big relationship between Teasel and Orville in the book where he was basically was his foster father and so on and so forth but then it all kind of kicks off in the woods in the day doesn't it uh, Rambo just starts picking people off left right and centre yeah there's a lot of in the book which I thought at the beginning was pointless but there's a lot of character description of characters you, you think that well I don't need to know this much about these characters but then later on when he goes into the deaths and you know how about the children and the, the wives who are waiting for them and it's like the, the writer makes you feel sympathetic whereas in the film these are just people dying oh he's killed this person he's killed that person this person's dropping dead that's it well I mean Rambo doesn't actually kill anybody in the film does he does he not the helicopter pilot dies, but that was an accident, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. So you can right, you can make an argument that Rambo threw a stone at a helicopter and the guy fell out because the helicopter lost control. But Galt did undo his seatbelt, was told, yeah. don't lean out the helicopter because of the thermo waves or whatever. And so it's really Galt's fault that he fell out of the helicopter, but Rambo did kind of make it happen. But that's the only death at the hands of Rambo. All oh, right, I thought, I thought more people died than that in the film. Okay, no, no, no. He maims loads of people, doesn't he? You know, with the traps and stuff like that. You know, puts the stuff going through. You know, the wood going through the legs and this, that, the other. And I think, uh, I think one of the soldiers, uh, one of the police officers, shoot one of the others where Rambo's using him as a shield. But Rambo mm. doesn't actually kill anybody. Okay. That's probably one of the other big differences that we miss when when we initially spoke. It's a massive difference because he kills fucking everybody in the book. Well, you see, I think that's what makes him kind of a sympathetic character, doesn't it, really? He's like, if he just went in the open a bit, what Stallone was saying, you know, if he was a savage, you wouldn't care. But, you know... I think he's a savage, though. Well, not really. Otherwise, he would have killed in the film. He didn't he need to everyone. destroy a whole town. He was... Probably really hungry at this point. Uh-huh. Okay, then. <laughs> You're excused. Have you never been hangry, Richie? I've been hangry, but I haven't destroyed the whole of Kings Winford and Dudley. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be able to tell, really, would you? Let's face it. It's shit all you live in. All right, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> Bit <Jesus>. harsh. <laughs> was it me? It's true, but you didn't need to tell me. Yeah, so uh, so basically they're tracking Rambo through the woods and they come to a ledge where, and this was, uh, I think this was a bit what we were talking about where writers kind of write stuff and you can't really follow it. So I wasn't really sure where Rambo was. He was hiding somewhere. Can't really 
whether he was at the bottom of the river or he was up top in a tree or whatever it was. But he basically just shot three of the dogs. They all fell off the edge and took a copper with them. And it all went a little bit chaotic then, didn't it? Everyone started shooting the guns. One of the coppers shat himself. (laughs) There was a bit of to-do going on. And then uh, after a little bit, then uh, all of a sudden Rambo shot Orville in the spine and he dropped down dead. Well, he wasn't dead just yet but he certainly uh certainly was in a bit of trouble he'd had his day yeah and then they had to get out of there because it started to rain and they were worried about being washed off the ledge so they're running around like blue ass flies in the woods scared witless with some of them scared shitless yeah and it just all goes downhill from there for both rambo and the uh teasel well everyone else yeah teasel but the thing is as everybody starts to die in the book which is weird but somehow I appreciated it and liked it in the book as people started to die and everything started to escalate and even as the town was being blown up and teasel should be getting like the hatred should be growing and growing and growing but he started to get closer and closer and closer to him and started to understand him and started to respect him which is which makes no fucking sense but unless you read the book you wouldn't understand but yeah it, it, it was almost it was almost beautiful the the de- two deaths at the end was almost beautiful the way it happened which what you couldn't you couldn't have done in the in the film well no because uh, well they get the uh a radio message is a bit crumpled up but basically you know he's a green beret uh purple heart or whatever it was medal you know this that, medal, of honor. And then, look, medal of honor and obviously the other coppers are like can i what, what have you got us into <laughs> we're in the woods and there's a green beret hunting us like this is not cool but then obviously when troutman come i thought the relationship between the dennehy Oh, sorry, Dennehy, sorry, Teasel and uh, Troutman was kind of like a father and son kind of thing where, where Troutman's there to kind of like do a bit of damage control because he's found out Rambo's on the loose and he knows what he can do. He's turned up and thought, oh, well, yeah, you've killed half of the sheriffs already and the, the other half are next. Uh, but like it was like, there was a bit where I think there was in the back of a, a back of a communications truck and look, cause then he had escaped, hadn't he? He'd escaped through some thorn bushes and like he'd crawled through a load of thorn bushes just to like kind of get, hide from Rambo and he's cut up and he's bashed and all of his deputies are dead. And, uh, Trapman's like, just like relax, just chill out. You know what I mean? You need to, he's like, no, yeah. no, they can't see me hurt. And he's like, Right, that's fair enough. The thing is, we're not doing the the book justice. I mean, I, you you need to read the book because the, you've just described about him going through the thorn bushes and then being found. The way he described it, you felt his pain. You you oh, you, yes, you you felt his yeah. you felt his anxiety. You felt his nauseousness. Mm-hmm. You 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 knew what he was going through. It was written so fucking well. It was, and then there was a bit there in in that communication show where um, Teasel falls asleep. So Trampman puts a blanket on him, and it's like you know Trampman don't know this geezer, but he, well, he probably does. He, he's probably read his record and probably seen that he's a he he himself is a war hero and probably maybe about the same era as Trampman. He does say that in the book, doesn't he? he? Says I've read I've read up on you. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't remember that bit. Yeah, but T- he reads up on Teasel and uh, Teasel doesn't doesn't like it one bit and Chapman says it's nothing personal it's something that I had to do yeah of course so their relationship like in the movie you get basically I think there's maybe two or three scenes where like there's there's them having an argument him telling him Rambo's the best in the world the bit where Rambo's suspected to be dead and they're having a drink together and then I think a bit later on there's another scene between them but their relationship was really good actually and uh, I think Trackman was a very good kind of cooling kind of um, oh, I don't really know the word to describe um, calming he was calming yeah yeah yeah. he brought an element of calm to it and just and I think Dennehy's there you know Den- Dennehy sorry Teasel is uh, 
throughout he's going I need to finish this I need to finish this and he's like look let me just let me deal with it and another difference uh, between the book and the film and I've mentioned this to you previously Trackman and Rambo never speak he uses him over the radio doesn't he does he yeah, he comes through over the radio and he tells him to give up over the radio. What, in the book? Yeah. Does he? I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does, yeah. And then it's at that point he realises why the, the, the helicopters have been going around uh, trying to throw diversions and he calls him a, a traitorous bastard or something like that. Oh, um, no, I don't remember that. Mind you, I read it about seven weeks ago, so I can't, I can't be, uh, I can't be held accountable for things that I forget. Just for the listeners, Phil, but uh, on on that, uh, just so that they know, I just finished the the book about five minutes before we started this podcast. <laughs> <because> shit, got <laughs> <laughs> then lead us in towards where Rambo decides that he's going to blow up the whole town. So he'd, be, he'd been in the caves first, hadn't he? Yeah, he was in the caves. He wasn't until after he got out of the caves, and uh, again, the caves in the book and the film that's completely different because although the the situations are same the book it just makes again it's you very just claustrophobic isn't it you, you feel that claustrophobia you feel you feel that that fear he has of the bats and that bat scene by the way <laughs> where everything <laughs> goes fucking pear-shaped and the bats are going mad and he starts to shit his pants and then eventually he calms down didn't batman take that there's uh, a scene in one of the batmans where he's down in the cave and the bats start to go fucking wild and he shits his pants and then he just suddenly becomes one with them and that scene is taken straight from the book i'm sure it is yeah, but I suppose it depends on when that was done as a comic, because obviously that would have been, maybe the origin comic would have been in, what, the 60s, maybe the 50s, maybe even the 40s. So we don't actually know. Is Batman Begins based on the, an original comic? Well, no, but what I mean is that particular scene. That story. Like, just that bit of, well, how did Batman end up being a bat? Because he was in a, a, a cave with a load of bats and he shit his pants and then he became a bat. You know, so, because don't forget, um, our mate Kylie, she told us that he'd written uh, for Captain America, he'd written uh, Savage Wolverine, so. I agree, but the way the scene's described in the book and the way it's played out in the film, it's... Exactly the same. Well, it's rats, isn't it? It's rats, isn't it? In the in the uh, film, in it's the rats film. in the film. Yeah, which but, is even worse, I think. <laughs> but yeah, the, again, the the book, you, you just it's, it's like you're there with him and you're feeling it with him. Yeah, no, it was very it was very well written. Yeah, yeah, even like when he's sticking his hand in the in the the decay in the muck and the beetles trying to bite him, and it's like fuck. Let me just let me just pause this for a minute because fuck me. <laughs> It's very good. So yeah, after he gets out the caves, you see him steal the car in the film, uh, in the book. Somehow he's just in the car and then ends up back in town. Teasel's back in town, but he doesn't know how the fuck he got there or what happened because Teasel's just fucked. Rambo's fucked at this point as well because he's fell out of a tree and bossed his ribs and that's giving him havoc and that's why he slowed down. He's not as effective as he should be because mm-hmm. I think basically he might like have ribs sticking in his lung or something that was addressed in the book as well when he was uh, in the first morning when when the helicopter was out and the helicopter was like shooting at random bits uh, i think uh, i think rambo had said that like his legs were shaking a bit and he's like oh maybe it's because i haven't seen action for a while that's got to be it because i'm not scared i've had worse than this why am i worried now kind of thing i mean Mainly because he's not in his right fucking mind. He's been brainwashed over years and he's he's just not the same person. No, he's a bit of a loon. Yeah, he's a bit of a loon. He's a loon that we should take sympathy over. In this day and age, we'd take sympathy over him. He's obviously got some sort of post-traumatic distress syndrome and we'd look after him and we'd praise him for his efforts. But back then, it's like, 
nah, he's just a fucking weirdo who wants to destroy everything. And we're just going to yeah. put everything, we're just going to send everything against him. So he goes and blows up the, uh, the City Hall. Is that right? If, if I remember correctly, he goes and blows up City Hall and he blows up the police station. And he ends up uh, in a row of houses, doesn't he? And I think Teasel shoots Rambo, Rambo shoots Teasel, Rambo escapes a little bit. But then it comes back to that thorn bush, doesn't it? And I think Rambo's running through the thorns, trying to get away. Have I remembered that correctly? He kind of lies down in the thorns and um, he, he gets to a shed, doesn't he? And then he realises he doesn't, he doesn't want to go in the shed because it reminds him of when he was in Kong and uh, and, and when he was trapped in the caves and shit. So he so, said, this isn't where I want to be. So he finds a nice little bush and shoots Teasel. Yes, that's correct. He does shoot Teasel and then um, and then that's where Traitman comes in. He didn't mean to shoot Teasel, I don't think. Because when it happened, and he saw him lying down, and he was like, fuck, that shouldn't have happened. And I'm thinking, well, what should have happened? Oh, no, no. Rambo, his, again, the internal dialogue was, I'm not accurate enough. I'm not strong enough to hold the gun. I'm not strong enough to get the correct shot. And it, I think basically it was a lucky shot, wasn't it? It was, ah, oh, okay. didn't expect that. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to hit him. That's really good. I just wanted to scare him. I think it's just a shame that the amazing and beautiful moment between Rambo and Teaser was shrouded in such fucking utter destruction and death of innocent people. <laughs> it's literally like Romeo and Juliet all over again. But worse. Ten but times worse, worse. With a massacre surrounding it. <laughs> with a massacre and, and, and tens of millions of pounds of city-wide yeah. damage. Yeah. <laughs> All because of a beef between two, between a cop and a, an ex, ex-vet. Well, over a cheeseburger. Over a fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I've seen I've seen plenty of TikTok videos where stuff like that happens over cheeseburgers in all fairness. So, you know, nothing's changed, has it? Um yeah, so then um so then Trankman turns up and basically takes it into his own hands and in the book you don't like it just says Trankman goes to find Rambo and then comes back and says, I killed him. Shotgun to the head. There's no chat. There's no conversation. You kind of get the inner monologue of Rambo, though, where it happens and he feels himself being spread across the universe and his brain. Yes. It's like he's still mm. thinking, even though his brain's gone. And um, yeah. I think it, it, I think that somehow alludes to the thought process of the author and uh, his thoughts on the afterlife. And even after we're gone, we're still out there thinking. So I think that the author maybe had a, a little bit of a religious background. Yeah, uh, possibly. And then obviously he goes over to Teasel and tells him and uh, Teasel dies a happy man. I think it's just very poetic. It's Teasel's eyes close with a smile on his face and he was dead. I think that's the last the last few words. Yeah, he empties the shotgun of its empty shell, so you know he shot it. And he's talking about how he's arcing through the, uh, the air and before the shotgun shot even hits the floor. He was dead, and that's where the book ends. That's it. He's dead. Then both dead. And uh, I think obviously it's a it's a contrast to the film. But as we were saying earlier on, um, in the film where Rambo goes on a rampage, Teasel shot from the roof, and Traitman comes in, and they have he has his big five minute rant and dialogue. You know what's left for me? Why am I? Why am I cast aside? So blah 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 blah. As I said, there was two scenes. For, there was the one where Traitman kills Rambo, and then the second one where they take him away. And obviously we talked about this in our last episode of Die Hard uh, was what would test audiences say would they want Rambo dead or would they want him alive would would the studios want Rambo alive so there's a Rambo 2 or do they want him dead you know it's 
it's that kind of it's that juggling act, isn't it? And I think everyone probably is a bit happier that Rambo lived in the film uh, rather than was killed. Again, that's Hollywood, isn't it? Well, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. But like, I think the payoff was in the the, the start of the second film where Trackman goes and finds Rambo, and Rambo's literally just breaking rocks in a quarry. That's like he's in prison, and that's what he's yeah. doing. Hard time, not like you know, not just like in a jail. He's in some desert breaking rocks with a pickaxe. <laughs> That's your bird, mate. Do your bird. Yeah, and I suppose when they realised how much money Rambo brought in, it was uh, inevitable that they was going to make a second one and a third one. Oh, no, of course. But I think I think that was poignant in that, where uh, Trayman turns up and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, do my jail, mate. You know what I mean? I've got another five years left. And he goes, want to get out? He's like, how? He goes, I need you to do something. He's like, nah, forget it. <laughs> just forget it mate last time I did something with you I blew up a town and I ended up here I, I ain't doing anything for you yeah yeah true uh, spoiler alert he does do something for him in the end but yeah yeah. so uh, I think that's pretty much all of the differences covered that, that is all the differences covered Richie what are your good and bad takeaways my good takeaways are well just from the book mainly just how good how well the book was written how immersive it was it's very rare to read a book and feel so immersed in the story that you feel like you're you're there with him and you're feeling his emotions and what he's going through so that was a good takeaway for me um the bad i mean i just can't get over the fact they were both bellends and how much destruction <laughs> could have been did, didn't have to happen so many people died for no reason in the book injured beyond comprehension in the film <laughs> might as well have died lots. I'm pretty sure when that bloke was impaled with the wooden thing that came out the other side of him he probably died, died of something eventually in the hospital like an Sepsis. infection or something yeah but um, yeah just the absolute amount of unnecessary violence that could have been avoided yeah if he would have just let him get something to eat and then <laughs> exactly yeah so it's uh, over something really petty maybe there's a maybe there's a, a moral in the tale there for all our younger listeners out there if you're hungry have something to eat but don't destroy the town yeah that, that, that's probably exactly what i was thinking in all fairness yeah, yeah. Well, what are your good and bad um, well, I, I really liked the book. I thought the book was good. A, a kind of a director's cut, really, of the movie, I suppose, in a way. I think it was good that, like, compared to, say, Die Hard, where Die Hard was just focused on Joe Leland, you got the back and forward, you got the what's Rambo doing, what's Teasel doing, what's Rambo doing, what's Teasel doing. I think the, the characters were fleshed out a little bit more than in the in the movie and obviously it's easy to do in a book uh, although Rambo really wasn't that much more fleshed out I think you kind of knew what Rambo was about whereas Teasel you know you've got a backstory you've got him being fostered at an early age you've got a divorce thing there you've got the relationship between him and his deputies you know just just silly things like stop firing next person who fires a bullet is going to lose two days pay because look we're stuck up here in the mountains and you're just using all your bullets what you're gonna do, what you're gonna do when you run out of bullets for a rock of the geyser. So his character was fleshed out a lot more and probably was a lot more sympathetic. Bad bits. I don't really, there isn't any, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and I don't think there's any bad things in the film either because I really like Rambo. I think it's a very sad film. And I think it's a sad film for, for several reasons. Uh, and I think it all just stems to the attitude towards Rambo at the very start, even though Teasel, you, 
you know why he wants to get rid of him. He's like, look, if I let you here, then there's going to be another three or four of you here. Then there's going to be six and seven of you here. And I can't be dealing with that. So I don't want any of you here. Like, I think in the film, it's like, give him some to it and drive him to the end. But he does that in the book. And it still went pear-shaped. So, you know, you can't really win, can you? No, but I don't think there's anything bad because I really enjoyed the book and I absolutely loved the movie. So uh, I think it's uh, thumbs up all the way from me. Yeah, a lot of people think the the film is called Rambo, but it's not his first blood. And I think the reason they think it's called Rambo is because it's mainly about Rambo. But if the film was a lot more like the book, I think people would have thought it was called Rambo and Teasel because the book isn't just about Rambo. It's about this relationship between Teasel and Rambo, which isn't emphasised enough in the film, I don't think. Well, I think it's one of those things where, like, for instance, if you look at other films like Robocop, it's called Robocop and it's about a Robocop, you know, Commando. It's about a bloke who's a Commando. It's Rambo. And actually Rambo wasn't a film until the fourth film. So it was First Blood Part, uh, well, First Blood, First Blood Part 2, First Blood Part 3, then Rambo. And then whatever the fifth one was, fucking Rambo shit, I think it was called. Fucking Rambo Lives or whatever. Fucking bollocks. Oh, Last Blood. Thank God for that. Please have no more Rambos. Richie, if you could recast anyone in the movie... Who would you recast and why? I don't think I'd recast anyone, to be honest. I think Stallone, for the time, he was perfect for it. I mean, you could have... It's, it's the same with... The, I think when you do any action film from the 80s, you, if, you, if you're if you going to have to replace them, you're going to replace them with the same people all the time. If it's not Stallone, it's probably going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger or fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme, so you can have him running around kicking the shit out of people as well with some splits in between and some fucking somersaults or some shit. But yeah, it's it's always going to be some other action star, isn't it? Maybe Dolph Lundgren, but he's, I don't know. Yeah, don't yeah, what's that? Don't forget this was 1982. Yeah. Yeah, well, you could, like, you could still be Arnold Schwarzenegger, couldn't he? No, I mean, he, he wasn't really doing stuff until like the mid-80s, was he? Was he not? I mean, he's hypothetical anyway, so... Well, yeah, but would you really believe that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the American army in, like, the late 60s? You wouldn't, would you? I have, I have come from the Vietnam. It's my thumbs to eat. But you're okay, for, you're okay for to believe that he was a commando? Well, yeah, because of the fucking size of him. <laughs> but isn't that in America? Yeah, but he'd be like black ops and all that, though, innit? You know what I mean? Okay. So it's more believable. And his name was John in that film as well. The John of the John. I mean, if I, if I was going to recast anybody, maybe Teasel with somebody more popular no. that people no. know, but no. I thought he did a no. good job, so... Yeah, no, don't, don't diss the Dennehy. He's, he's a proper living legend, he's... Is and he? he was... Don't know yeah, the fuck he is. he's top-notch. What an actor he is. And... And he was perfect for this role. And I, I think you're probably right. I couldn't think of anyone who, because let's face it, it's only, there's only Troutman, Teasel and Rambo who really matter in the film. Everyone else is just set dressing, particularly. And those three do a wonderful job. I think if I was going to add anything, I'd probably have some form of love interest for Rambo. So if you could imagine like a, like a sexy goth metal chick, something like that. Maybe yeah, that doesn't that work in. for me, Phil, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> That's just you. Oh, oh, maybe I'll just pick that for a different film then, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. I think between the film and the book, I think the the film did the book justice, but the film felt more like a synopsis of what the, the book is. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But obviously, that's what happens when you adapt a of book course, to a film, course. isn't it? Not always. Not always, as we've discovered. But in this case, yeah. Soundtrack, Phil, I think, um, for me, soundtrack, I don't... Just same as uh, the last time with Die Hard, it doesn't need a soundtrack. I just think no, a good score. No. And I think they did that well yeah, with this as had, well. Yeah. I mean, they had, that, they had that tune at the end, didn't they? They had... Um, I don't know if it was a Frank Stallone song at the end when there was leading him off, which didn't really work, but I wasn't offended by. It could have just been another instrumental and that would have worked fine. But no, there's no no songs were needed. No, no songs okay. were harmed in the making of that film. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So last section of the episode then, which is the uh, rating out of 10. And which Ooh. did you find the best? Oh, that's it's difficult because they both get nine out of ten. The book and the movie get nine out of ten. I will say that I'll watch the film again. I'm not going to read the book again. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? I'm just not going to do that. I'd be the other way around. If I was going to have to do one of them again, it'd probably be the book, just because of how immersed I was in it. Yeah, but you're talking about audio book now, aren't you? Did you get this on audio? I did get this one on audio. By the way, to the listeners, yeah. if you want to get this on audio, you can get it for free on YouTube. Ooh. But um, I I don't think I, even if I was reading it, it'd still be the same. But yeah, I'd give the book nine, eight and a half, nine out of ten, and the film seven. So I preferred the book. We we've left we've left it all the way to the very end to thank people for listening and stuff, haven't we? We should really. That's do okay. That that's why you should do it anyway. Really, if they've made it this far, they haven't listened, have they? No, that's actually very true. No, so we we continue to build our global listenership, uh, Richie. Not only in the United Kingdom, but the United States, Germany, Ireland, Canada, Australia, Sweden, Kuwait. France, Norway, Belgium, Netherlands, Philippines, Israel, Spain, Lebanon, Denmark, Finland, Japan, Portugal, Taiwan, Switzerland, and the Czech Republic. So we are a well-listened-to global podcast, Richie, even if it's only one person in each of those countries. Uh, <laughs> it's a big old world, though. Lots of countries. It's a, it's a big old world. If you um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us at Adapted to Screen at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at adapted to screen drop us a message give us some suggestions on things that you want us to listen or you want to listen to or us to cover richie what are we doing next uh we're doing was it eight o'clock in the morning is that what it's called are we no are we are we really I know we're very excited. I'm very excited because uh, our next podcast we will be covering the novel top dog and the movie Top Dog, uh, written by Dougie Brimson. Uh, and for those of you who know your British authors, Dougie wrote both the book and the script, and he probably known best for his work Green Street, featuring Elijah Wood and Charlie Hunnam. Indeed. Yeah, that is quite Indeed. exciting. I think that's our biggest guest today so far. Well, it's the, it's, well, it's the pinnacle of what we're trying to do because we have got the author of the book and the writer of the movie on the podcast. Yeah, I think this is where we'll peak. I don't think there'll be any more episodes after this one because... You, the, you have to, collect, you have, you have to shut peak. that shit down. You have to just <laughs> shut that shit down, ain't you? You know what I mean? There's only one way from there. We can't get no better. It's only down from there. 
Well, no, I mean, I mean, considering we sit here and we, oh, this is what the, they changed this in the movie for this reason or for that, we're basically just hypothesizing where we can, if there are any differences, we can say, why did you do that difference? What was it? Was it, you know, timing? Was it a budget thing? So yeah, you know, we, we get to talk to the man who wrote both things, which is very, yeah, very get, exciting. And the author's bump can be done by the author. Well, obviously, how do we do author's bump when he's on the podcast with us, just telling him, this is you, this is your... (laughs) Tell us a bit about yourself. Author's bump. (laughs) Speak. (laughs) Speak. Yes, excellent. Okay, okay. That's brilliant. Yeah, so uh, thanks everyone uh, who listens, no matter where you are in the world. Indeed, yeah, thank you. And like Phil says, check us out everywhere, all over the socials, you can email us. We have a web page... We have a web page where you can find all the links and shit and uh, that'll be in the description. So tell a friend, tell your mom, and until next time, this has been the Adapted to Screen podcast, First Blood vs. First Blood, the book first, the movie. Thank you for listening, if indeed you still all are. And thank you, Phil, for joining me. Cheerio. And thank you, Kylie, also, not forgetting Kylie. Guys, it's been amazing and I've enjoyed myself so much. If I had hands, I would masturbate. You take care now. Fuck's sake. (laughs) The fucking hell is going on with our podcast? You're dealing with an expert in guerrilla warfare. With guns, with knives, with his bare hands. In Vietnam, his job was to kill. Period. Rambo was the best. Morning. Headed north or south? North. Jump in. I'll make sure you're heading the right direction, huh? You got some place I can eat around here? There's a diner about 30 miles up the highway. Is there any law against me getting something here? Yeah, me. I want you to book this gentleman for vagrancy, resisting arrest, carrying a concealed weapon. Rambo. John Jay? Starting to dislike you. Guys, he's one man. There's no way out of here except through us. He ain't hunting him. He's hunting us. 200 men against your boy is a no-win situation for us. You send that money, don't forget a good supply of body bags. You're gonna die, Diesel. Everybody dies. As far as you're gonna go! Don't push it, I'll give you a war you won't believe.